to begin. Coming to you from the desert, somewhere in Arizona. It's here. It's here. The Impatient Investor with Andrew Lenoy. It's him. He's alive. If you're looking for new ways to generate wealth and passive income, you're in the right place. You want it all, don't you? You're in the right place. This is the podcast for those wanting to take control and gain freedom through alternative investments. If you're following your mom and dad's investment advice. Honey, I'm home. Yeah, this isn't the podcast for you. Do you know what time it is? Why, yes. Yes, I do. I know what you're thinking. This is going to be unbelievable. It's time for The Impatient Investor with Andrew Lenoy. Andrew Lenoy. Blackstone Group Incorporated, better known simply as Blackstone, one of the largest investment firms in the world, recently closed on the world's largest commercial real estate fund with over $20 billion in capital commitments. This new fund was in addition to the $153 billion it already had in real estate assets under management. Blackstone's latest fund raised eyebrows in a maturing market where high returns are no longer the norm, especially in the high-profile gateway markets in which Blackstone likes to play. They don't mess around with small deals in small markets. In a market of shrinking cap rates, why would Blackstone be diving headfirst into these waters? And is there a way for the non-Blackstones of the world to make money in this market? So why would Blackstone be diving into a market of shrinking cap rates? Well, according to real estate research firm CoStar, commercial real estate cap rates in the gateway markets of Boston, New York City, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, and L.A. range between 2 to 4% down from the peaks of around 4 to 6% in recent years due to increasing foreign competition. So why is Blackstone doubling down on commercial real estate? Let's start by saying this isn't Blackstone's first rodeo. Investing in real estate since its start in 1984, real estate is nothing new to Blackstone and is familiar with commercial real estate's resilience and knows it always bounces back. Even taking income out of the equation, Blackstone knows commercial real estate appreciation will always outpace inflation. With this monster fund, my guess is Blackstone is offering its investors a hedge against an impending economic downturn along with inflation-busting returns. Anyone familiar with Blackstone shouldn't be surprised by its monster real estate fund. A 2007 Fortune article called Blackstone CEO Steve Schwartzman the master of the alternative universe because Blackstone made its name by investing in alternative assets. Blackstone has long avoided Wall Street volatility, preferring the higher risk-adjusted returns by alternative assets like real estate, private equity, and hedge funds. So to answer the question of why Blackstone is diving into commercial real estate in a mature market, the simple answer may be because the 2 to 4% cap rates in commercial real estate will be better than the negative returns on Wall Street during a recession. With an average annual return of 10.6% in the past 20 years, Blackstone knows order will be restored and returns will bounce back. In the meantime, its investors will be protected with a recession-resistant asset-backed investment. Now that we've answered the question of why Blackstone would be taking such a big plunge in this market, 
On to the second question of whether non-behemoths have any way to make money in this commercial real estate landscape. And the answer to that question is yes, if you know where to look. Although returns have matured in the big gateway markets, the same has not been true in secondary or as more appropriately dubbed high growth markets with cap rates ranging between 5 to 7% where high rollers like Blackstone and foreign investors refuse to play. So why the opportunity in high growth markets? It seems the influx of investment in the gateway markets, along with corresponding rise in rents, have driven businesses and residents out of these markets to the high growth markets, benefiting the commercial real estate market in those areas. High growth markets are experiencing population and rent growth driven by a workforce attracted to these markets for the lower cost of living and higher quality of life with typically better tax and regulatory environments friendlier to businesses. Think California. Migration from gateway markets has led to corresponding job gains, which has led to substantial increases in commercial real estate rental rates. For commercial real estate investors, another appeal of high growth markets are the value add opportunities that still exist that you don't see in gateway markets. One sector of particular attraction is the multifamily sector, especially in the affordable housing subsegment. In the years since the financial crisis, affordable housing is the one segment where supply has not caught up to demand. Affordable housing will be most equipped to handle a downturn where demand for lower cost housing will increase as wages shrink. For qualified investors, significant opportunities exist to invest in private funds focused on high growth and small markets. While you as an individual investor cannot invest in a larger fund like Blackstone, you can seek out private companies with advantages over a Blackstone such as invested in high growth markets, smaller, more nimble operations for making key decisions, lower fees, and lower overhead. Commercial real estate is always a good investment whether you're in a gateway, high growth, or a small market. As an alternative investment favored by the wealthy and large institutions, Commercial real estate offers the type of above-market risk-adjusted returns necessary for building long-term recession-resistant income and wealth. Although big boys like Blackstone and foreign money dominate gateway markets, value-add opportunities are still plentiful in high growth and small markets, especially in the affordable housing segment. To explore ideas how to protect your money with asset-backed, inflation-resistant investments just like the wealthy and large institutions, go to StopTradingHours.com for more information. This was The Impatient Investor with Andrew Lenoy. You'd do it again if you thought you could get away with it, wouldn't you? Visit TheImpatientInvestor.com for more episodes and be sure to share this podcast. Now, don't tell me you're taking all this seriously. No, seriously. Seriously. Go share it and rate it on iTunes today.